We have entered the third era of the internet, as Chris Dixon says from A16Z. An internet owned by the builders and the users. Web3 and blockchain will create a true decentralized data layer centered around three main characteristics, including organizations around digital assets. In the future, every organization will own and utilize digital assets the same way that every organization owns and utilizes physical assets today. According to the crypto startup Narval, secure usage and access control is the game in the digital property era. Key storage is maturing with significant advancements in MPC, smart wallets and HSM, resulting in multiple options for securing keys via custodian or self-custody or decentralized custody, depending on an organization's needs and use cases. As key generation and storage decouples from the rest of the wallet stack, Narval's core innovation is a granular governance and orchestration layer over any key storage and custody model designed from the ground up to enable precise usage and access control over digital property. In this episode, we welcome Greg Gessner, co-founder and CEO at Narval. With the recent announcement of a 4 million USD seed round led by BlockTower, Narval is accelerating on its journey to build the wallet management platform for organizations. In this episode, we explore the ethical considerations of such control, the philosophical implication of ownership in the Web3 era, and the delicate balance between decentralization and control. We'll also examine Narval's core innovations, the technical intricacies behind their security measures, and how their platform addresses the challenges faced by organizations in securely using their digital assets. Let's go into the episode right now. In this first part, Greg clarifies that the concept of control over digital assets in the context of Web3 and Narval's mission is not about exerting authority over individuals, but rather empowering both individuals and organizations with ownership. In the evolving landscape of Web3, digital ownership is paramount, extending beyond financial assets to encompass a variety of digital objects, NFT, tokens, contracts, and more, that represent culture, music, and social elements. I'm actually not sure this is really an ethical question. And so maybe to, uh, to answer that, um, you know, I should probably take a step back and explain what we mean by, uh, you know, the control of digital assets. Really the way we, you know, our, our thesis on, uh, on Web3 in general is that, you know, f- you know, first and foremost, Web3 is about digital ownership. And so it empowers individuals and also organizations to own uh, digital assets or digital objects, which can represent you know, financial assets, but also digital goods uh, around culture, music, socials, and so on. And so um, what um, I meant by the fact that organizations would be able to control digital assets is that like individuals in that in that context, organizations also able themselves at the organizational level to own those digital assets and those digital objects. So NFTs, tokens, contracts, and so on. And so the, the view we have on this market is that we're shifting. We, we originally were in a market that was purely around, um, you know, tokens as financial assets like, you know, Bitcoin. And so organizations were mostly doing trading and so buying those financial tokens and then storing them securely through their wallet solution. Our view is that we're shifting. And so we're gradually entering the world where, you know, you have digital objects that are meant to be used. And so they can be used on DeFi. On NFT file, they can you can do as an organization stuff with NFTs and so on. And so, in order to do that on the assets that you own, 
you actually need a very robust and granular access control or you know permissions layer to enable different people within your organization so your marketing team your treasury team your developers but also third party providers to operate your digital assets precisely to be able to use them on chain in this new kind of web free world and so that's really what we mean by uh, by the element around control of digital assets and so it's really not control in the sense of we are controlling individuals and you know uh, controlling what they do but it's really as an organization when you have those assets and you want to use them on chain to do stuff with them then you'll need this very precise access layer so that people that will be empowered to use them can do that in a secure and also a very simple way and so that's really what we mean by uh, by the control of digital assets in this segment greg makes a crucial distinction between decentralized technology and decentralized ownership Decentralized technology, exemplified by blockchain, enables true digital ownership in Web3, contrasting with the more enclosed nature of centralized application in Web2. Shifting to decentralized ownership, Greg introduces DAOs as communities governing shared digital assets collectively. While decentralized ownership is not worthy, it may not entirely replace centralized organizations in terms of efficiency. Naval's platform supports both centralized and decentralized organizations by facilitating governance rules and access control for on-chain assets interactions. Greg underscores that decentralized technology and ownership are distinct concepts and aren't necessarily antagonists. You know, the way I would answer that question is first by really um, doing a distinction between uh, decentralized technology and decentralized ownership, because I believe those are two different concepts. And so, you know, back to, uh, you know, how we, we view Web3 at Naval, um, we really think it's like building a new internet rails that do sit on decentralized technology. And so blockchain uh, is that decentralized technology or network or coordination or protocol. And this technology is an enabler for true digital ownership, right? And so in a sense, you can say that decentralization is a concept while blockchain uh, is a technology to accomplish it. And so, you know, the, the kind of classic Web2 world usually happens on centralized applications where you can't really own anything digitally because, you know, everything happened on those kind of wallet gardens. But if your digital life is suddenly built on blockchain rails or decentralized technology, then you can truly own digital assets, objects, and content. And so this is really, um, I think, core of Web3. Now, if we talk about decentralized ownership, I think this is a different concept. And so you know, an example of, um, of such, you know, kind of entities that, that we saw emerge is the concept of DAOs. So those decentralized autonomous organization, which basically, you know, in a way are people that are formed around common goals, around common objectives or common hobbies, like, you know, gaming or, you know, art collecting and so on. And so really decentralized ownership for me is the concept or the notion of people that form communities together and then together, through governance and rules, decide what do they do with those uh, digital assets that they own together. And so, for example, they, they can you know, do voting through the ownership of tokens to be part of those organizations to decide, are we going to buy this particular NFT or not? Are we going to partner with this particular um, you know, application or company or not? And so this is really um, the emergence of decentralized um, organizations uh, or ownership. And so... I think some interesting examples, for example, were like Constitution DAO, 
uh, or decentralized so science like VitaDAO. But I don't think that fundamentally those organizations will totally replace the classic element of you know organizations which are more centralized and which have you know um, probably a bit more efficiency around how you take decisions and so on. And, and so of course I put on the side all the protocols which which need to have a decentralized governance for them to uh, be uh, truly credible as you know uh, building those protocols. And so even you know if you deep dive into those DAOs, you know, we've talked to like you know tens and you know probably you know uh, like 30, 50 different DAOs that operate in various verticals like gaming, art, and so on. And even within DAOs, you have quite a wide range or wide spectrum in terms of what's the true level of centralization or decentralization. And so some DAOs even kind of um, name themselves centralized DAOs. So they have a you know more kind of centralized way to decide and and you know. Um, act on those decisions, and some are really truly decentralized. Uh, but again, you know, back to our platform, we are helping those organizations, you know, decentralized or centralized, to build governance rules or access control rules that will simply enable different members to do stuff on chain with the assets of the organization. And so, really, back to my initial distinction, I really think that the decentralized technology is really a different concept from decentralized ownership, which is interesting. But it's not necessarily, you know, something that is um, uh, antagonistic. Greg distinguishes between control and decentralization, emphasizing that digital ownership is vital for both individuals and organizations. Greg explains that their concept at Narval of control involves a nuanced access control layer similar to a contract abstraction, allowing asset owners to grant specific permissions for actions without transferring keys. This enhances user experience and onboarding. Naval stresses the importance of true digital ownership enabled by blockchain rather than decentralization for its own sake. The focus is on empowering asset owners to interact with various aspects of Web3 world beyond token transfers such as contracts, app, protocol, and DeFi. You know, although I think those terms could sound uh, opposite, control and decentralization, I really, we really mean them in, in, in different ways. And so again, we think that digital ownership is going to be both for individuals and for organizations. And so when you talk about organizations, when they do own those assets and objects, in order to securely use them, they will need um, this layer of access control. And it, you know, if you think about it, it's probably a bit like a kind of abstraction, which is you know, nothing else than the fact of saying, um, look, um, the, the person or the organization that owns um, the keys or owns the wallet it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same person that will operate the wallet. You don't necessarily want to transfer your assets, you know, or your keys to a person when you need that person to do a specific action, um, you know, with that asset or with that wallet. And really, a kind of abstraction is a bit that. And it's saying, you know, as a user, if you need the third-party application to pay, for example, gas fees for you, or if you need them to sign in, or if you need them to perform some kind of transactions, you could, as the owner of the asset, give them certain permissions to do that on, on your behalf, which kind of, um, you know, enhances the whole experience, uh, onboarding and, and so on. And so it's really what we mean and, and what we have in mind. But, you know, I think um, in the end, the individuals, but also the, you know, the, the kind of um, applications that can use also your keys as an organization through API, they don't want the risk to store your underlying keys. So th what they really should have is very granular permissions to operate a wallet only to the extent that they need that wallet. 
And so keys, they can stay the whole time in their secure enclave, but, um, but through a very granular web-free and trustless policy engine, then suddenly you unlock a ton of use cases where you can really enable different types of people to do different stuff on chain. And so uh, th that's really um, you know, how I would um, uh, answer that question. Um, I think maybe just one more element on that. You know, our view is that you know, um, decentralization for the sake of decentralization doesn't really have a meaning. You know, again, I think decentralization is going to be enabled by blockchain to guarantee true digital ownership. And that's what, you know, it's interesting about, about it. And so um, really what matters more in our mind is really digital ownership more than purely decentralization per se. Uh, and so I don't think we should talk about, you know, broader goals of decentralization. It's really uh, how do you enable people that own digital assets to actually use them more than purely doing transfers of tokens? How do you enable to them to interact with contracts, with the apps, with protocol, with DeFi? And so that's really um, what, um, you know, how we envision that, that world. Narval's mission is to empower organizations to use their digital assets on chain, connecting to DeFi, interacting with NFTs and more. To achieve this, they abstract the complexities of Web3, adding a layer of security and simplicity. The core idea is to enable different team members to perform specific actions with digital assets without needing an in-depth understanding of the underlying technical intricacies. By simplifying account management, Narval aims to facilitate secure and powerful Web3 interactions, allowing organizations to build relevant and secure applications for their clients. If, if there's like one thing to remember is that really our mission is to enable um, you know, organizations in general to be able to use their digital assets on-chain. And so using your digital assets on-chain, again, can be uh, connecting to DeFi, uh, interacting with NFT5, you know, the ability to mint, um, you know, deploy a contract on NFT and then drop them to your community as a brand, uh, the ability to enable your devs uh, to do stuff and test on-chain and so on, you know, on web-free socials and so on. And so we want to empower them um, in order for them to see the power of, you know, what are the, the elements that they're able to do with web-free. And so... In order for us to do that, we're trying to abstract the complexity of Web3 because... If you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called VentureNotes. Notes.